Daniel. And how old are you? Five. And why is Jesus better than anything else? Because he's powerful. Being a kid isn't easy. You know you're supposed to be good, and sometimes you feel like you're doing a great job. But then the next minute, you do something wrong again. That's why we need Jesus and to remember the good news of the gospel every day. Not just the part about when Jesus came to earth, but God's rescue plan from before he even created the world and the hope of living with him forever so that we can see through every story in the Bible why Jesus is better than anything else and why he wants you to join him. This is Alicia Yoder with you again on the Jesus is Better podcast. What are you thankful to our great God for today? I'm thankful for the little green stems that are peeking out of the ground where I planted daffodil bulbs last fall. I can't wait to see those happy yellow flowers bloom for the first time. Last week, we saw how Jesus spent his last evening with the disciples, celebrating the Passover and washing his disciples' feet. Then he spoke to Simon Peter, saying, Simon, Simon, Satan has asked to sift all of you disciples like wheat. But I have prayed for you, Simon. I have prayed that your faith will not fail. And when you have turned back, help your brothers to be strong. But Simon replied, Lord, I am ready to go with you to prison and to death. Jesus answered, I tell you, Peter, you will say three times that you don't know me, and you will do it before the rooster crows today. Then Jesus asked the disciples, Did you need anything when I sent you without a purse, bag, or sandals? Nothing, they answered. He said to them, But now if you have a purse, take it, and also take a bag. If you don't have a sword, sell your coat and buy one. It is written, He was counted among those who had committed crimes. I tell you that what is written about me must come true. Yes, it is already coming true. The disciples said, See, Lord, here are two swords. Two swords are enough, he replied. Jesus went out as usual to the Mount of Olives. His disciples followed him. When they reached the place, Jesus said, Pray that you won't fall into sin when you are tempted. Then he went a short distance away from them, got down on his knees, and prayed. He said, Father, if you are willing, take this cup of suffering away from me. But do what you want, not what I want. An angel from heaven appeared to Jesus and gave him strength. Because he was so sad and troubled, he prayed even harder. His sweat was like drops of blood falling to the ground. After that, he got up from prayer and went back to the disciples. He found them sleeping. 
They were worn out because they were very sad. Why are you sleeping? he asked them. Get up. Pray that you won't fall into sin when you are tempted. While Jesus was still speaking, a crowd came up. Judas Iscariot, one of the twelve disciples, was leading them. Judas approached Jesus to kiss him, but Jesus asked him, Judas, are you handing over the Son of Man with a kiss? Jesus' followers saw what was going to happen, so they said, Lord, should we use our swords against them? One of them struck the servant of the high priest and cut off his right ear. But Jesus answered, Stop this! And he touched the man's ear and healed him. Then Jesus spoke to the chief priests, the officers of the temple guard and the elders. They had all come for him. Am I leading a band of armed men against you? he asked. Do you have to come with swords and clubs? Every day I was with you in the temple courtyard, and you didn't lay a hand on me. But this is your hour, when darkness rules. Then the men arrested Jesus and led him away. They took him into the high priest's house. Peter followed from far away. Some people there started a fire in the middle of the courtyard and sat down together. Peter sat down with them. A female servant saw him sitting there in the firelight. She looked closely at him. Then she said, This man was with Jesus. But Peter said he had not been with him. Woman, I don't know him, he said. A little later, someone else saw Peter. You also are one of them, he said. No, Peter replied, I'm not. About an hour later, another person spoke up. This fellow must have been with Jesus, he said. He's from Galilee. Peter replied, Man, I don't know what you're talking about. Just as he was speaking, the rooster crowed. The Lord turned and looked right at Peter. Then Peter remembered what the Lord had spoken to him. The rooster will crow today, Jesus had said. Before it does, you will say three times that you don't know me. Peter went outside, broke down, and cried. The men who were guarding Jesus began laughing at him and beating him. They blindfolded Jesus, saying, Prophesy! Who hit you? They also said many other things to make fun of him. At dawn, the elders of the people met together. These included the chief priests and the teachers of the law. Jesus was led to them. If you are the Messiah, they said, tell us. Jesus answered, If I tell you, you won't believe me. And if I asked you, you wouldn't answer. But from now on, the Son of Man will be seated at the right hand of the mighty God. They all asked, Are you the Son of God then? He replied, You say that I am. Then they said, Why do we need any more witnesses? We have heard it from his own lips. Okay, boys and girls, 
Think about a time when you had to be really brave. Maybe you had to go to the doctor for a shot. Maybe your family had to move to a new place. When I was little, I was sitting on a railing at our little church in North Dakota while my mom was practicing some music for that Sunday, and I fell backwards. My hair clip cut into my head when I landed, and I had to go to the emergency room to get some stitches. The doctor kept telling me to be brave while a nurse stitched me up. Peter knew that scary things were coming when Jesus ate his last supper with them. He was sure that he would follow Jesus to prison and even to death. But he failed. He snuck after Jesus when he was arrested. But when people asked if he knew Jesus, Peter said he didn't. Jesus looked into Peter's eyes. And Peter knew that Jesus knew what he had done. We're going to hear the rest of Peter's story in a couple weeks. But at this point, Peter probably felt like all his hope was gone. Sometimes we act like Peter too, pushing away the things that God is asking us to do or thinking that we have to take care of ourselves and say things that will make people like us. We don't always get it right. But that's why Jesus obeyed his Father perfectly for us. He didn't want to suffer the pain of the cross, but he cared more about obeying his Father than doing what would keep him from pain. If going to the cross was the only way for us to be forgiven and live with him forever, Jesus was willing to do it. And each time we do little things that are hard, like speaking kindly to our little sister or stopping what we're doing to obey our parents, it's a way to love like Jesus. And His Holy Spirit is what can give us the strength to do it, even if we don't make all the right choices. The disciples were sad and scared and kept falling asleep while they tried to pray on the Mount of Olives. They were tempted to fear when Jesus was arrested and gave in by running away. But after Jesus had been raised from the dead, he chose those sad and scared disciples to be the ones to preach the gospel to thousands of people so that there could be gatherings of believers all around the world. He used the sparks of their faith to start a fire that would bring light into the darkness of the world around them. And this time, the Holy Spirit living inside of them would help them faithfully preach until they died or were killed. That same Holy Spirit lives in us as we wake up each morning and talk to our family and classmates and think about things until it's time to go to sleep again. And by the power of the Holy Spirit, God helps other people to love us too. But when Jesus was arrested by the chief priests and soldiers, no one who loved him stuck around. The chief priests were getting what they wanted, hating the one who made them. And then 
the same God who had created the bones of the men who were guarding him, let them beat him and make fun of him. That's the kind of love that was inside of Jesus. A love that was willing to look weaker than everyone else so that those who hated him could be forgiven of all their hate and learn to love him. You might have heard your pastor or parents say that God has unconditional love. That's a big word that means he doesn't love us because we act right or never make a mistake or even because we're trying to love him back. He loves us just because. Because he made us and wants us to be with him forever. Jesus shares a perfect love relationship with the Father and offers that exact same love to us. He told his disciples in the garden that just as the Father loved him, that's the same love he has for us. That's almost more than I can understand. Maybe it is more than I can understand. When Jesus was about to go through the most horrible thing in the history of the world, Who did he spend his last moments with? His father. It wasn't just a last attempt to get the father to change his mind about Jesus going to the cross. It was because talking with the father was the most comforting thing he could have chosen to do. And it's the same with us. When we take time to be quiet with God, telling him, what we're scared about or confused about or excited about, he can help us to know how to obey him in each situation, learn about the things he loves as his kingdom comes, and offer his help and comfort to us. Sometimes, if I'm lying in bed and having a hard time falling asleep, I just start telling him all the things I'm thinking about. And often he puts some encouraging thoughts into my mind like, I'm not asking you to be perfect, my daughter. Can you trust me to work together all your choices and all the things you're wondering about? It's never a waste of time to talk with God about something, even if nothing seems to change right away. Jesus didn't escape his suffering through talking with his father but he did know that it was exactly what should happen. When Peter cut the servant's ear off and Jesus healed it, the disciples probably were confused about what they were supposed to be doing and chose to run away in fear. We don't have to understand everything that's happening either in order to choose not to fear by believing Jesus can show us the next step to take. It's how he can teach us to persevere, which is a big word that means to keep going and not give up as he makes us more like him. Then our hearts won't be blind and our hearts can notice him looking at us, inviting us to believe what is true and remembering that he's with us. The chief priests were furious to hear Jesus say that he would be seated at the right hand of God. They didn't understand that by believing in Jesus as God's son, they could sit with God too, being a part of his family forever. 
how about you? Do you believe that there's a place for you right now when you decide to call Jesus your king and that he also makes his home in your heart? Let's pray. Precious Jesus, would you open the eyes of our hearts to see you looking at us with a smile on your face, inviting us to tell you about everything that's on our minds. Thank you that your love doesn't depend on us getting it right. We love you too. Amen. Thanks, friends, for listening. And if you want to hear some powerful songs about Jesus' last hours on earth and about when he came alive again, check out Andrew Peterson's new albums called Resurrection Letters. Talk to you next time.